0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell. We're going to talk some Gamecock football today. The spring practice session wrapped up this past Saturday with the Garnet and Black Spring game. But, Wes, uh, even though we've moved into a little bit of a dead period or a limbo period right now before the start of summer workouts on June 1, that certainly doesn't mean there's not any news to talk about.
1: Yeah, always news uh, coming out, always, uh, you know, something to talk about here on our our podcast. And uh, Obviously, I think – one of the big topics this week, uh, big topics today, was uh, the report from uh, David Kloniger over there on the state newspaper uh, about uh, Marcus Lattimore and his uh, potential role that we, we thought he was going to fill on the college football or on the South Carolina
0: football program. Right. The NCAA, as reported by David Cloninger today from the state newspaper, uh, stating that Marcus Lattimore will not be allowed to work in an official capacity within the athletic department, Wes, based on what David reported. Uh, sounded like you know the NCAA would be okay with him coaching, but uh, Blattimore apparently has no interest in becoming a college coach at this time due to the time commitment that would be involved from him and his relationship with his foundation and the football camps that they put on these youth camps uh, would give South Carolina an unfair recruiting advantage, according to the NCAA. Yeah,
1: you know that—that that is my interpretation of the situation. I talked to someone. Uh, close to Marcus uh, today as well after Dave's report came out. And, you know, I, I think it's not really, uh, you know, it's not really the fact that he was he's a former player and is going to have that role. It's really more about the fact that um, he was going to have that role and his access to um, kids in the state of South Carolina through his camps and through his foundation that uh, I believe the NCAA is pretty much declaring that almost as like a conflict of interest. Um, for him and for him to have, uh, that access to, uh, kids in, in the state while also being on staff, uh, in some role at USC on the football program. Um, you know, and I think it's just one of these things where the NCAA, it, you never quite know what direction they're going to interpret things. And, um, you know, there really aren't, uh, standard guidelines. It, it's really more to me about how, the Subway interprets certain situations, and in this situation, obviously uh, didn't go the Gamecocks' way.
0: Right. The football camps that the Marcus Lattimore Foundation puts on seems to be the, the central issue here. Sounds like he could give up the camps and possibly get hired, but I don't think he, and certainly I can't speak for him, but you know, the camps have been a central part of what the Marcus Lattimore Foundation does. I don't know that he has any interest in giving up the camps, I think he you know, seems to like what he's doing, and it will probably continue. So that just means that he won't be allowed to work with the Gamecock football program in an official capacity. He can still be on the periphery of the program. He just can't be hired in an official role. So that's uh, a little bit of bad news for Gamecock fans today. Muschamp had talked yeah. about hiring Lattimore, and everybody I think everybody in Gamecock Nation gave that two thumbs up. Yeah,
1: and and you I, uh, and I, and I tweeted this, uh, you know, um, shameless plug at West Mitchell, G.C., <laughs> Uh, I I told you this earlier, you know, basically, you're talking about Marcus being put in a situation where he has to choose between two things that are very, very near and dear to him. Um, One, obviously, being the kids that he helps with his Marcus Atomore Foundation, and then two, being uh, the opportunity that he had to help his university. Um, So, uh, you know, when we talk about the the NCAA and the fact that, you know, uh, Mark Flattimore never got paid uh, to play at South Carolina. Obviously, you know the, this whole situation of uh, not being able to, you know, t- pay players as, as far as the NCAA goes. Um, at the very least, it, it seems to me that also now trying to control him and what he can do um, as far as his future career goes um, seems to overstep the bounds of the NCAA, in, in my opinion, as far as making him choose between two things that are obviously uh, very, very important to him. So, um, you know, that is sort of the way, when I asked around about it, that's sort of the way it was laid out, that um, when Marcus uh, graduates in May, he's basically been forced to to choose between his foundation that that bears his name and his uh, university that uh, I think we all know. You know, some some people sort of take their school and where they play at uh, more – See it a little bit more importantly than others, and I think we all know Lattimore has been a guy that's always wanted to do all he could to help get South Carolina back on the winning track. So, uh, two very very important things to him there, obviously.
0: Right. We certainly haven't heard the blast of Marcus Lattimore, but a bit of bad news today in that he will not be able to be hired by the football program at the University of South Carolina per the NCAA. And Wes, I'll be honest with you, I can kind of see where the NCAA is coming from here. If Lattimore is working with kids that are, you know, coming into high school or uh, getting near high school age, I can see how the NCAA might perceive that as a possible recruiting advantage. So – I can't really say that I, I disagree with their sentiment entirely. I see where they're coming from. Uh, what I do have a problem with with the NCAA is a junior staffer with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee inadvertently telling Frank Martin that the Gamecocks were in the tournament, but that's a, a topic that's been pretty well documented at this point. Uh, but two bits of bad news for the Gamecocks coming from the NCAA here, what, in the last month or so. So let's move on, Wes. we got a little bit of recruiting to talk about today. You follow the recruiting trail very closely for Gamecock Central, and even though so we're still, you know, weeks away from the start of summer workouts. A lot of stuff going on with recruiting, and what are some things that our listeners can look for as far as Gamecock football recruiting is concerned?
1: Yeah, you know, the, the coaches um, sort of, a, you know, you, you finished spring practice uh, last Saturday with the spring game, obviously. Then this week was actually more about um, the staff meeting with the individual players, sort of talking about what was going to be expected of them moving forward. And then, uh, you know, very soon that the coaching staff will hit the uh, proverbial recruiting trail again it'd be out for evaluation days and, and going to stop by schools to um, staff high school coaching staff and, and put send out a lot more offers and stuff like that. So so that part of the process starts up um, about the same time as these high school spring practices start up as well. So that'll be going on as far as individuals to keep an eye on. Uh, Jelani Woods the uh, quarterback from uh, Ellenwood, Georgia, Cedar Grove High School That's actually the same high school as uh, Bryson Allen Williams, a South Carolina linebacker. Um, He's a guy that I think we're probably monitoring the closest right now because he's talked about being commit. He was on South Carolina's campus uh, for the spring game last week. Uh, Really, really likes the game, Cox, and um, actually has been sort of considering South Carolina, Oklahoma State, and Michigan as his top three. Um, He's planning on being at Oklahoma State uh, this coming weekend and uh will take an unofficial visit there and then really wants to sort of get the process out of the way so he's a guy that as far as um you know to answer the question of what we need to pay attention to he's probably the guy that will be tracking uh the closest moving forward
0: Wes, what do the players do between now and the start of workouts summer workouts on june one lifting weights but that's pretty much it yeah
1: you know they're um a lot of this is is they they need they need to do stuff on their own you know they'll uh even though summer workouts will not have, uh, you know, officially started yet. The the weight room is still there. They're still, um, you know, expected to um, lift weights and keep themselves in shape. And then, you know, very, very soon they have to start um, what would be called – they call them PRPs, which is player-run practices. And, um, you know, the coaches cannot be out there, uh, you know, telling them what to do. But what you hope is that you have leaders within the teams who can go out there and, and sort of make sure everybody shows up, make sure everything gets done, um and, and know enough to sort of help coach up their teammates as far as the veterans go, helping out the young players. So uh, the PRPs, I think, especially with a team that it, it has a brand-new coaching staff, especially with a team that's having to learn brand-new schemes offensively, defensively, uh, the PRPs are – are always important, but I think they're even more important for the South Carolina.
0: All right, Wes, talk about summer workouts. They start June 1st. That's not the same as the open of preseason camp, obviously. What does summer workouts entail?
1: Uh, well, uh, other than, um, you know, the stuff they do on their own, summer workouts is really a uh, very, very similar to, to the winter workout program. You know, they'll be in there with uh, strength, strength coach Jeff Dillman. Um, different guys will have different goals. Obviously, some guys – are needing to to cut weight and, uh, you know, be a little more agile or or add speed. Other guys, it's about um, gaining weight and uh, getting to a point to where they can hold up at whatever position they play. So, you know, these guys are all going to have individual needs, but um, it's really about Jeff Dillman and his staff uh, getting them in there on a consistent basis and and basically kicking their tails all summer to where they're in the point uh, physically and athletically to, to be ready to compete And, uh, you know, once the the fall comes around. So, uh, winter workouts, summer workouts, um, very, very tough on the players, but you uh, certainly hope that it it pays off for them in in the fall.
0: Talking Gamecock football with Wes Mitchell. I'm Emerson Phillips. This is Gamecock Central Radio. Wes, you know, I host a sports talk show in the mornings in Florence, South Carolina. We're on 96.3 FM. It's the ESPN radio affiliate in Florence, and it's also a network affiliate of the Gamecock radio network and. I had a call this morning, had a couple of callers, in fact, calling in to the show today to talk about a couple of specific Gamecock football players, and they were both running backs. And I wanted to get you to address uh, what these callers on the show this morning were talking about. Uh, One called in asked about A.J. Turner, and then we got a second call asking about Mon Denson. So what can you tell us about them? Yeah, you know, I
1: think um, right now, you know, both those guys came in the same year, both of them registered last year um A.J. Turner really in a situation to where he is ahead of, of Von Denson right now as far as having an opportunity to play. You know, I, I really haven't heard Denson's name a whole lot as far as being mentioned as a guy to contribute uh, this coming year. You know, he's sort of down the depth chart. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean you give up on him. doesn't mean you can't eventually be that guy. But right now, you know, I, I think he's, he's a bit behind other guys as far as that goes. But uh, A.J. Turner, you know, he worked his way up. I think he was maybe – Fifth or sixth down on the depth chart when uh, the spring started, Uh, steadily worked his way up. He's now right behind David Williams. Uh, Adds a little bit of a different dimension to the position, Uh, brings some quickness, brings some explosiveness. So, you know, A.J. Turner is really a guy that I would look to uh, have an opportunity to, to play a lot this year, especially sort of in a change of pace role.
0: Okay, we all know that David Williams is the incumbent. He's the top returning back, and he figures to be the featured running back in this new Gamecock offense under first-year head coach Will Muschamp. But we know the Gamecocks are looking for depth at the position. And these were a couple of names, A.J. Turner and Mon Denson, that came up on the sports talk show that I do in Florence. And if you're into PD, we invite you to listen, 96.3 FM, 8 to 10 a.m. weekday mornings. The show is called The Press Box. Wes, I also mentioned to our callers today that uh, a freshman, and I mentioned that you like this guy very much is – Rico Dowdle out of Asheville, kid that scored what, sixty touchdowns his senior year of high school, and he's a guy that you like and you know, we hope is going to be able to come in and contribute something his freshman year. Oh yeah, I, um you
1: know, this, this is a guy um that I I feel very, very, very strongly about him having an opportunity to come in and help the game coach. You know, he he's a guy that um is a he's a three star guy on Roblook dot com. Um, I think he's very underrated at that spot. I think he's easily a four-star type. Um, he's sort of got a little bit of a—he's uh, a chip on his shoulder type guy. He really is, and I, I think that's what you're going to need, uh, especially you know for a freshman who's going to come in and be tested in the SEC. Um, and from everything I've heard, you know there's an expectation for him to come in and have a chance to play. So uh, Rico Dado is a is a name that I think the, the Gamecock fans that don't really follow recruiting and just follow the team. I think Rico Dowell is a name that they're going to want
0: to know very, very soon. Wes, Ellis Johnson once told me that you try not to rely on freshmen to solve SEC problems. But it looks like (laughs) the Gamecocks are going to have a lot of freshmen, a lot of new faces, particularly on offense this year. And Jake Bentley will be coming in to help out at the quarterback position as well. So we're going to see a lot of freshmen, particularly on offense in 2016. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, Ellis always cracks me up, man. That that guy – He's got some sayings and that one, that one obviously is true, but um as Ellis will probably also tell you um you know <laughs> there's there's not probably not many teams in the country that don't have some spot they're worried about and probably gonna have a freshman come in and play so um South carolina probably has more than most but hey that there's a reason why there's a new coaching staff and there's a reason why they won three games last year so uh you know, you, you bring in those young guys and uh, you let them go play, let them sort of learn, and, and hope they can all grow up together.
0: Very good, Wes. Enjoy talking Gamecock football with you. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend.
1: All right, Emerson. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to everybody soon.
0: All right. That's Wes Mitchell at Wes Mitchell GC. And I'm Emerson Phillips. You can hit me up on Twitter at Emerson Phillips. We appreciate you joining us for Gamecock Football Talk. We'll talk to you again very soon here on Gamecock Central Radio.